Hello, and welcome to the Sunday Post. My name is Joe Greenwood, and you are listening to me talking about some fights. Uh, most notably, I'm going to be talking about Marab Devashvili versus Piotr Jan. Uh, what else was on that card that was good? There's a few things. We're going to talk about Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Jonathan Martinez. That was good. And then, funnily enough, listeners, we're going to talk about Bellator MMA and their cards that they had on Friday night, which uh, I've got to say I was uh, confused by more than impressed, uh, which was uh, headlined by Usman Nurmagomedov. Also going to talk about Alexander Shabali, Tafik Musayev, Linton Vassal, the UK's own, uh, Valentin Moldovsky, we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about Michael Venom Pages, Goiti, uh, Yamauchi. But first, let's talk about Marab Divashvili versus Piotian. Divashvili wins by decision of the unanimous variety. I scored it 50 45 for Mr. Divashvili. And to be honest, any other score other than that would be ludicrous. Um, it was one of these fights where I was thinking, does Marab actually have that cardio that they say that he does? You know, where it's this relentless freak cardio. Like, yeah, he's done it over three rounds. Okay, fair enough. No, he can quite literally do it for five rounds. He did have an ideal opponent in a way, though, in Piotr Jan, um, a guy who does like to take his time and does give rounds away due to taking his time and getting reads and whatever else. It's just... If the reads are this guy's throwing a lot of stuff and spamming takedowns, now admittedly, I will bring up the stats in a moment. But admittedly, I will say that yeah, pretty incredible the amount of st- the attempt zones he attempted. He attempted, I should say. Um, that doesn't actually reflect the actual quality of them. Um, yeah, forty-nine attempted with um, eleven successful with a control time of six minutes fifty-three for the entire twenty-five minute fight. Okay, 6 minutes 53 of control. Pretty impressive. But those failed takedowns are actually part of the success. You know, it's grabbing that leg, making you tired, making you work for that. Like, he's not particularly bothered about taking you down off most of these takedowns, uh, Marab. And as Cormier points out, the single leg being the initial thing he goes for before then opening up to the double. That double then comes from the fact that you're aware that this single leg's coming. So you kind of stand a little bit more square. Marab will also engage you in more striking. A lot of kicks to the body um, from Marab. Doesn't matter where they land. Land on the torso and the arms. That's the other thing about Marab, is that his output is that, like, it's not particularly refined, and I don't think he particularly cares where he lands as long as he just lands, which can make for an incredibly frustrating experience to fight against and also watch... Um, so yeah there's that side of it Um, but also that striking where he starts to square you up that then brings you in for a double particularly also like he did in this fight where he landed a low calf kick and sort of uh, injured Piotr Jan's left leg uh, meaning that he had to then stand southpaw sort of covering that left leg Marab was never going to go for the uh, as I refer to it as the uh, Cejudo sweeping kick, the one that he did on Cruz. He was never going to go for that to keep targeting that that kick because then you would bring yourself into punching range for Jan. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's it's. I don't know how to describe it. But, uh, you know, it makes it sound bad when I say it's just a mess of stuff. But it really is. It, it, it's a car boot sale of just attack, endless waves of attack. Just doesn't matter what it is. He's attacking all the time, and that cardio holding up. Now, admittedly, I will say that that is suspicious. Um, you know, I don't think that's uh, unfair for me to say. Uh, especially also when you compare the uh, changes that Aljamain Sterling has gone through. The changes that Aljamain Sterling has gone through. But you just have to accept that this is how he is, and there's some freak stories out there of him having crazy workouts, doing five rounds as a warm-up before then doing five rounds as his actual workout. Just sparring, endlessly, endlessly sparring, endlessly grappling, you know, rolling. It's The man is obviously a machine. Like, you know, if just taking EPO and working out extra is going to do that to you, they'd all do it. But obviously he's got something extra there. I think there's a lot of terrible matchups. Um, well, for his opponents, <laughs> like like I'm thinking about Marlon Vera, who's got very low output, but I think what he has that someone like Jan doesn't have, which is stop you, rock you, power. Uh, Jan doesn't really have that. He has more like stinging power, if that makes sense. More like pauses you and then throws another combination. That was the other thing about this fight is that I actually felt that like Jan landed the cleaner stuff. Like, when he did land, like, he landed, like, a really lovely 3-2 combo. Um, I think he was in the second round. But it's just not enough. Like, it's just not going to beat that clubbing intensity of of um, Marab. But, yeah, someone like Marlon Vera could be an interesting one, just, yeah, pausing them. He has stated he's just going to wait out Aljo, and Aljo has basically, basically outlined what Aljo's uh, timeline will be, which is what I suggested which would be Cejudo and then O'Malley before they're moving up to featherweight. Very risky to do that before potentially moving up, but obviously that's the way you're going to make the most money. And then he'll just wait for his title shot then. I'm guessing for a vacant title against someone like Marlon Vera. Um, Which again, like if you're Vera or Sandhagen even, you get that win and I I think just wait it out with Mirab. I don't think anyone else is going to catch up to you in those rankings. Not yet, at least. So, that would be the move. As for Jan, oh, man, he is, is he in trouble? Like, this is it's getting close to that line of, like, are, are we going to cut him? Now, a couple suggestions for matchups for Jan. Uh, Deverson Figueredo, perhaps, in his debut at 135. Could be interesting. The winner of Ricky Simone versus Song Yadong. That could be interesting. Um, what about Adrian Yanez, winner of Yanez versus Font? That could be interesting. And again, as Tom said on the pod, these losses have now made you reconsider his wins, which is um, a hell of a spot to be in for someone who was a champion and we thought was going to dominate. And my God, his career has just gone downhill since that knee. Uh, Alexander Volkov defeats... Alexander Romanov, Romanov deciding, fuck it, I don't want to be a fighter anymore. I mean, even Felder commented on his uh, physique. Um, 
you know, <laughs> and how jiggly it was. Uh, unlike a lot of people, I don't particularly want to be represented in the media that I watch, so I was uh, pretty disappointed with Romanov there. But <laughs> quite literally, by the way, Volkov doing what I thought he was going to do, which was kick him in the belly, and then um, that would be it. The ground and pound was uh, disgusting. Got the back control, which was very nice. But it was it's always those under-the-armpit ones, you know, where it's just like it's got a further travel, but it's like it's obviously a, a straighter punch. Um, yeah. Jonathan Martinez defeats Saeed Nurmagomedov by unanimous decision. I had it for Martinez. Two rounds to one. Nurmagomedov wins the first round. They're tra- saying that he trains with uh, Zabit's. Or trained with Zabit, uh, Saeed did. No shit. Uh, gassing out. Heavy. Heavy gassing out. And actually, I was quite impressed with him in the first round. Going like, Saeed, he's one of these guys who actually throws three-shot combinations. And Martinez, he's got to like start throwing more multiple-shot combinations. No, he doesn't. Just let him throw three-shot combos. Gas out. And then just grind him, grind him down. Um, I thought it was a bit strange up against the fence, but I guess that kind of got him the win in the third round. I actually think maybe the armbar is what really won it for him in the third round. I said that like Chris Jericho on WCW Nitro when he's going through his lists of... Uh, uh, Dean Malenko is the man with a thousand holds, but Chris Jericho is the man of a thousand and one holds. And then uh, proceeds to read them all out on Nitro, um, of which uh, at least 12 that were broadcast were actually armbar. Good stuff. But yes, Martinez. Really nice win. Should get him into the rankings. How about another Nurmagomedov for him? Huh? Umar? Nurmagomedov? That could be good. That could be good. But yeah, Martinez. Very impressive. But more in just the grit. More in the grit and uh, also rolling with Nurmagomedov on the ground. Following him along there. I would also, uh, yeah, maybe suggest uh, <laughs> mixing up the kicks. I mean, that's just, again, his low kicking game, it was it was trading it like for like in the first round. He kind of, he kind of gave away that first round. Like, if he threw a bit more and then he landed something clean, that could have really made a bit of a difference. But he essentially won that third round, the decisive round, from clinching up against the fence in an armbar. Need a bit more for Martinez, but a very good win nonetheless. A good name to have on your on your record. Should I bring up uh, some bantamweights? Why not? We love look, talking about bantamweights. And then I'll move on to Bellator and uh, that uh, hilarious card that they had. The main card I'm going to go through there. Uh, Pedro Munoz? Dom Cruz? Don Cruz seems to be the sitting duck that a lot of guys are going for. So, maybe Don Cruz, that could be a good one to go for. Uh, right, Bellator 292, headlined by Usman Nurmagomedov defeating Benson Henderson for the lightweight title. Look, I mean, Usman was a huge favourite going into it, as he should have been, to quite ridiculous odds. But, got the job done. Question mark kick. Um, and he lands it, and he, as he lands it, he slips. But like the question mark kick, it was like it was came up in like a straight line initially, like it was um, one of those Volkov uh, kicks to the gut. 
And then it literally just whipped around from up there. It was absolutely sublime. Henderson stunned, down to the ground. Usman takes her back, rear naked choking. Hilarious Big John McCarthy commentary going like, oh, Henderson's all right here. And then it literally a millisecond later taps out. And then uh, Mauro Ranallo going, no, he's not. Uh, so immediately burying his, uh, his commentary partner, knowing that he is a jabron. Mauro Ranallo, by the way, the goat. Alexander Shabali defeats Tafik Musayev. This was the hardcore fan's choice, and uh, it was dreadful. This was an absolute dreadful fight. Just endless fainting and circling. And then when they did exchange, um, it was, you know, quite close countering that I was gave, giving to Shabli. Like, they'd throw at the same time. I always felt that Shabli, he had a really good sort of, like, left arm block. Like, Musayev was really loading up the right hand to uh, to land. Um, but Shabli, in every exchange, had that left arm up to protect those shots and then would counter from there once the shot was blocked. Really good stuff from him. Ends with a, a TKO kick to the body where Shabli lands the kick to the body and then the foot comes down from the kick and hits him in the cup. So it wasn't a cup shot, technically, even though that was the main action. Jason Herzog sees the replay and he's like, you got to get up. Messiah, you got to get up, otherwise you, the fight's being called off. And obviously he's been kicked in the cup. But it was from a kick to the body, so it's not an illegal shot. Can't respond. Shabley wins and goes through to the next round where he'll face the winner of uh, the rubbish pitbull brother versus AJ McKee. Hel- hilarious. Bellator will Bellator. And now let's talk about the Brits. Um, let's talk about Linton Vassell first. Defeats Valentin Moldovsky. Elbows from the mount, my god. Linton Vassell. Five wins in a row, four finishes. Get him that heavyweight title. Run run Wembley Arena or Dublin. That seems to be the only two places they run now uh, outside of that casino um, in uh, New Jersey. Oh, San Jose as well. They love the San Jose. The, uh, what's it called? Shark Pit? Shark t- the Shark Tank. That's what it's called. They love that arena. Yeah, Linton Vassell. Beautiful elbows from the top. My God. Disgusting ground and pound from him. That was really good. Like, stayed with Moldovsky on the ground. Again, this was something that came across from both Bellator and the UFC. was like, guys getting into the grappling exchange and just following their guy. Just following him and waiting to, like, for that pause in movement for then you to then continue to get into a better position. He also did rock Moldovsky before that. But yeah. Really excellent finish from Vassal. Uh, let's talk about the most disgusting one. This is Michael Venom Page is just filled with these. Uh, defeats Kohoti Yamauchi by leg kick. He threw two leg kicks, both exactly the same. Right leg uh, rear kick from the conventional to Yamauchi, whose uh, right knee was the lead leg. Did it twice and uh, in 26 seconds. First time lands just on the knee. Second time, lands on the knee and then cracks the kneecap, uh, blowing out a tendon. And it literally left a dent in Yamauchi's kneecap. Disgusting. Michael Venom Page, what is wrong with you? How can you get these weird ones? Like that cyborg one? Really grim. And that man who he broke that guy's nose um, during the lockdown shows. Flattened it. And the, oh, the caveman Rickles fight where his head literally blew up. Tremendous. Michael Venom Page. 
Never not hilarious in there. Right. Thank you so much for listening. I tended to brush over the other stuff there, because really it wasn't that interesting outside of that main event and mostly Marab's performance. But thank you for joining me. We will be back this week, probably on Wednesday or Thursday, to break down UFC 286, which is headlined by Leon Edwards vs. Kamaru Usman 3 for the welterweight title. Come on, Rock. Come on, Rocky. You can do it. Thank you for joining me. Speak to you then. Goodbye. Thank you.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.